Good evening, everybody. It's Rashida. Um, pardon my tone, but I was just crying for a little minute. <laughs> like my eyes are all puffy and stuff. I'm under my cover in my little cocoon. I've been in my little cocoon. I mean, I've been up. <coughs> I'm sorry that you guys rise up to hear me freaking wheezing and stuff. I smoke weed. <laughs> I have since I was like 18. I'm 43 years old right now. So I also have asthma, but not bad asthma. I have like when I get a cold, it triggers the wheezing and stuff like that. Or when I'm around animals like cats and stuff, that's not important. But I'm sorry, you guys always have to hear that. Um, well. Today, after I took the paint off my face, um, I got really, there, had no, there was no connection to my knowledge whatsoever. I felt no connection. I just washed my face. And um, I started watching stuff, and I realized that I don't know. I just started to feel very sad in my in my heart and like in my stomach. I just started to feel sad. I don't know why. Um, and there could be reasons why, but I'm not sure exactly. Man, sorry. I'm also flashing, by the way, which is I'm in denial about. Like I can't even believe this is happening to me. It happened so quick. I remember my mom flashing. And it was around the time my firstborn was like two or one. So I don't even understand where the time goes. But anyway, um, I guess I have a secret or whatever. And I don't even know if I'm going to post this just because. Wow, that was weird. What the heck? Okay, anyway, um. Lights just went out completely outside, so I was wondering if there was a blackout. But, um, I am just gonna say it, I guess, because there really is a lot of shame. And, and what's funny is that this is, you know, everybody's talking mental health, mental health, and I still, <laughs> I still don't feel comfortable saying my diagnosis at all, um, because of the stigma. And, and I like the old term for the diagnosis. I don't like the new term. The new term people just be using in, like to, to insult people. And and I don't really receive or maybe want to receive. Um, I have to go back under the cover now because I think my hot flash is over. This is insane. Anyway, so I'm going back into my cocoon. Sorry for the noise. Um, Yeah, I, I just... It comes with a stigma. I don't tell anybody. Um, and I'm telling you guys now because, because I think that if I were to say some of the things that were going through my head, I think that people would I think they'd inflate it more than what it is because these thoughts are a release. <laughs> these thoughts, for example, thoughts like 
if something extreme happened to me, my kids' lives would have to change. And the reason I'm saying that is because I don't... We're here in Tennessee, in this duplex. My kids are not... They're getting homeschooled, and I'm not the best homeschool teacher at all. I just know for sure... Well, first of all, there's a couple of reasons. There's just school we're not even going to get into right now, but it's it's actually not even all me deciding this. Um, and it's not really the kids' circumstances that I'm not going to get into right now. But um, I chose homeschooling, like, right before COVID. And um, I'm bringing my kids into this because um, I don't... I just feel like if something were to happen to me, They'd have a better life. Now, even though I'm saying this out loud on the World Wide Web, one-on-one I couldn't say this to anybody because, you know, people say like, no, you're, you know, people say what they say. (laughs) They could either say you're a good mom or just judge or whatever. (laughs) It's not people I'm concerned about. It's, It's the fact that I think that I'm not doing, giving them the best life that they could have. I don't think I'm giving them the best life that they could have. And and that knowledge is very heavy. So, anyway, I was diagnosed with bipolar like 20 years ago. And I don't know if it was one or two because I just was like, okay. I obviously can't tell nobody that because <laughs> y'all would just think I'm crazy. But people who know what's up... um. In my 20s, it was the, probably the roughest. In my 20s, I overdosed a couple of times. If not, I'm sure I'd overdose more than a couple. Um, I was living in New York City on my own, had the best jobs, um, but it was just very a lot, um, but fun and beautiful and emotional. Um, but anyway... Uh, when I was 28, I got pregnant with my first child, and I've been a parent since then, obviously, so from 28 to 43, I've been a parent, and this depression turned more to anxiety after um, my first child, so uh, I'm not, that's not better, (laughs) that's not better, it's just more worry, and so then, of course, seven years later, I have another child, same dad, which, you know, (laughs) I don't think that that is relevant, I'm not sure why I said that, but it's uh, nice to know, I don't know, I simplify stuff, just not a whole nother dad in the picture, so that's helpful, I guess, I guess, I don't know, I don't know, maybe another dad would have been different, <laughs> but they got the same dad, um, which also concerns me for my kids, I just feel like they deserve so much better. I feel like they deserve so much better. And it's hard for me to say this because my mom spent, my mother, who didn't raise me, um, spent so much of her time, so much of her time in the first years of me trying to parent. 
She spent so much of her time trying to take that child away from me. I was sexually abused when I was younger. <laughs> Wasn't raised by my mom or my father. Like, there could be a whole lot of factors to why I have, why I have been diagnosed with this. Um, or have done things to be diagnosed with this. <laughs> I think that um, while I was sitting here thinking earlier, I was like, uh, wondering why I don't accept it. And I know a main reason is the stigma, but um, it, I, it, because I also feel like when when doctors would ask me why I overdosed, and or they'd say like, "How did you know you weren't gonna die?" That's what they would always say. How did you know you weren't gonna die? And I'm like, "Cause I didn't." And I'm like, "Cause I didn't want to die." Like. You know, there are sure ways to die. Like I would tell them, there's sure ways to die. If I wanted to die, I could have shot myself. I could have jumped out the window. There's sure we all I live in the city. I could have jumped in front of a subway, but I just was crying out for help. Clearly, and some people confuse that with wanting attention. That's not me. I'm usually trying to get far away from people because I attract people. Like in public, I attract people, and that's. Ah, people's energy, man. They'll feed off you if you're kind. I'm also an empath, which empaths always attract narcissists and sociopaths. Always. I didn't understand any of this until I got I got older. But anyway, now we're in this. Um, we're in a duplex in Tennessee, and we're here every single day. And it's the same scene every day. And I educate myself a lot. I educate myself a lot on a lot. Like, it's too much sometimes. Um, you know, for example, circadian rhythm is on my mind right now. So I'll just use it as, a, as an example. I'm aware that our brains should, like, be around darkness and we should you know not be <coughs> excuse me we should not be around screens um as much around 10 o'clock so like 10 to i forgot what time in the morning our circadian rhythm is like we should be sleeping basically is what i'm trying to say and my paraphrasing game is really bad <laughs> um but I don't think I've ever gone to sleep at 10 o'clock. And then I have two kids and it's like, they don't go to sleep at 10 o'clock. Well, my my youngest sometimes goes to sleep around that time. But, you know, trying to get all of us to go to sleep at 10 o'clock and then just wake up at 6, 7 o'clock and go outside and get that vitamin D from the sun or I just learned something, um... Maybe I can find him while I'm talking to you guys his name. Um, but I just watched a video on on him. Let me let me see. Let's see. All right, I'm in my history right now. Right here, it's it's Tim Ferriss's podcast but I watch it on YouTube sometimes and this guy's name is that he interviewed is Andrew 
sorry if you heard that. Andrew Huberman. And the title of the video is called How Light Impacts Your Sleep and Mood. So I watched this video. And, um, oh wait, something says you can find and heal yourself. I'm going to save to watch that for later. But, um, he talks about light and how we should go outside. And, um, we're surrounded by a lot of trees, probably more trees than I've ever been surrounded in my whole life. And, I mean, I grew up in the Catskills in, in New York. And the trees surround our house to the point where at certain times of the day, through certain doors and windows we there's sunlight so having that knowledge knowledge of how important vitamin d is i visualize this cheerleader mom cheerleader mom and, and this cheerleader mom i really feel is inside of me but because i was trying to find a way out at 18 or a way of escaping and started smoking weed i don't know if weed has anything to do with things right now and and me wanting to smoke all the time I don't know if that has anything to do with with I mean I feel like it has changed the trajectory of my life just because I've wanted to spend a lot of my younger years wanting to escape when I say younger years I mean like in my 20s um and I mean 17 was the first time I overdosed but um and at that point, I was living with my mother. I moved in when I was 14. I moved in with her. At the time, my two stepsisters and their dad. So I went from growing up with my great aunt and grandmother and my um, cousins and everybody, 10 people in our house, to just new people. And those new people, including my mom. Like, I, we would visit my mom. I wouldn't live with my mom. So this was this was the first time I ended up living with my mom. And, um, you know, that was 14. So three years later, I was overdosing. And, um, I don't know. I'm going to lose my train of thought a lot. I'm going to lose my train of thought a lot through this because there's so much on my mind. But, um, I don't know. I don't even know what I was saying, but I just don't really, I didn't claim the diagnosis. And I, I like the term manic depressive. The only thing the doctors would say to me that I agreed with was that I was impulsive. And I'm like, yes, I, I agree with that. And I definitely feel like that's a problem. But my and my and my depressions were dark. Like like the second time I overdosed, I was that was no, I'll mm -mm. and I was in a very dark space. Like in to the point where in my mind there was literally no hope. Like that's sad actually to think about that, right? Because I I never thought about how. My kids wouldn't even been here. I've thought about that before, but I've never thought about how um sad that is to to see no hope. And as I'm talking right now, I couldn't imagine being in that space again right now because at the time I didn't have kids. I didn't have anything to fight for, um, and. Yeah, my great aunt had been gone already. Yeah. So, um, it was very dark, very, literally very dark. I, I just saw no light, nowhere, nothing. And one of my sisters, the ones I said, a stepsister earlier, we're sisters. Like, 
we're sisters. <laughs> I'm closer to them than, than I am to my blood. I have um, two other sisters on my father's side, and last time I talked to them was a very, 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 very long time ago. Um, so one of my sisters came up, one of my sisters that I am in contact with came over, and um, she brought her son at the time, and um, they were checking up on me, but when they left and I walked them downstairs when I went up those stairs I knew exactly what I was gonna do there was no no doubt and I knew I was gonna overdose I didn't want to be awake point blank I didn't want to be awake um and so that was the first time I stayed in a psych ward and like I mentioned in my other videos I I'm usually the one that people end up confiding in the other patients the doctors be asking me why I'm there. Um, this is why it's hard for me to accept. You know, when you if you have bi bipolar or whatever, and you end up in the psych ward, you'll quickly be like, they need to figure something else out. Like they need to separate <laughs> because it's a difference. Like they just put everybody in the same on the same floor, and not everybody has the same diagnosis. So not all mental illnesses are, are the same. I'm going to leave it like that. Um, I just want to point out right now that I, I feel better. I feel better than I than I felt, and I'm, I'm grateful. I truly don't know if anyone is listening to this, but I hope that i mean i really just want to live to help people like i like i always i don't understand what else we're here for i don't understand what else i'm here for i don't have a desire to to, to just live for money and that's i don't have no desire for that so i'm guessing the only other reason to be on earth is to love each other <laughs> and to help each other so i'm here i'm just here i'm not Going to some nine to five, I'm not saving the world. I'm a single mother of two in Tennessee, native New Yorker. You know, I didn't come from New York to Tennessee. I've lived in so many other states. This is truly the most stable I've been as an adult. It's going on three years. I've never lived anywhere as an adult for three years. And, you know, I learned through my root chakra that that's a... A, a root chakra I, I learned through um attempting to heal my root chakra that that's a root chakra problem <laughs> um so i don't know if i'll post this i do feel better um i think i need to fast for the past few weeks i haven't even had a desire to eat even after smoking i'm just like Food has been hurting my stomach. I know I'm supposed to fast. I know it. I know it. Um, and I think it's a good time now because I just have to feel very, very emotional. Something has to happen sometimes or ha there has to be something happening emotionally for me to really do an extended, excuse me, an extended fast. And when I say extended, <laughs> I say extended because I, I dry fast. So that's no food, no water. And so extended, obviously, it's like three days um, for that type of fast. <coughs> Excuse me. Although I would like to go like 21 days dry fasting, I want to live. 
in someone in my right mind since I have to take care of two human beings. Um, but it seems like I need to be fasting right now. Um, food is not even like food is a chore. Food is something I have to do to keep my kids, you know what I'm saying? I have to feed my kids. So it's just a thing. It's been a thing since I've had kids. It's been like a chore, just food. It's just food. It's always there, just there. And no, I have such a weird relationship with food right now, more, more so than I ever have in my life. Um, but I need to fast and I get such clarity and I don't feel depressed when I'm not eating. Like fasting is amazing. It really is, but it takes such willpower because the spirit is really willing and the flesh is so weak. So it is, ooh, it's rough. Um, I'm going to get off right now, you guys. Um, I thank you for listening. I've been painting my face lately, and I'm I'm saying this because I have a podcast also, so people who listen to my podcast, the, the three people, <laughs> God bless you, three people who listen to my podcast, um, and, and blessings to people, I can see my statistics, you see, you see how I'd be going from one thing to the other, I, I started like two sentences and didn't even finish either one of them, but um, I want to thank people when I look sometimes at my stats or whatever, I see people from different countries, which is so wonderful. Even if it's like 1%, it's like 1% from like five different countries. So, <laughs> so that's, that's really cool. And of course, America is like the number one where I get the most views and, or listen, listens rather. But, um, I have been, I want to thank you guys. Um, so, so yeah, this is for people who follow my youtube my youtube is planet Ra, um p-l-a-n-e-t planet Ra r-a short for rashida so um i've been doing face painting and i've been like it's eventually gonna go to body painting i did like my, my bubbies today um along with my face and my neck and it's been not even a week that i've been doing this and i love it i don't think it's been a week yeah um I love it. It might have been a week now. And I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um I've always wanted to do like a I've always wanted to learn how to put on makeup properly, like as if makeup would turn me into Beyonce or and I even thought about getting a um my head is shaved. I love myself with a shaved head. I think I look so much better with shaved hair than I do with, with hair. So, <laughs> but, um, for some reason I had this idea that long hair because of society, that long hair will make me beautiful. And it's like, girl, you look silly. <laughs> you look silly. So as opposed to doing whatever people think is beautiful makeup i decided to um i got inspired by charlemagne the gods um the person who did his background for his show i got inspired by that man let let leao his name is lao something and he does like african paintings on on uh, body paintings it's beautiful it looks like tribal tribal symbols and stuff like that it's just beautiful it's beautiful so I was so inspired and that's what started this you know it started with makeup and then I ended up just getting face paint and every pretty much every day 
I think I skipped one day, and then yesterday I didn't do it because I did my son's. He wanted to be piggy, and he ended up looking like Deadpool, but he had he had a lot of fun with it. And um, I've been doing that lately, and I feel good. I, I feel like when I look in the mirror, it's nice to see colors, and I really enjoy it. So um, I'm not sure where it's going, but it's definitely a form of therapy for me. And, um, again, I thank you guys for listening. Oh, by the way, this is important because I'm, I feel like I'm in the midst of another freaking hot flash. And I'm so glad you guys were able to witness like two in this one thing. Cause that's really how it is. The one thing that I discovered is unbelievable, unbelievable, completely unbelievable because I can't find any information on this anywhere over the web. So what I discovered myself is that when I fast, I don't have no hot flashes. I have zero hot flashes. Like last time I extended, uh, like I did a three day dry fast, no hot flashes. Now, every time I eat, I get a hot flash. So food, food is, if anybody wants to know, because if you look up online, you, you won't find no information. And if you do find information, please send it to me. But I guess now you don't have to, because I, I realized that, um, what's helping me is just straight up not eating um so yeah i just wanted to share that information if you guys are going through flashing flashes you might want to fast for a couple of days or whatever you don't necessarily have to dry fast um i'm guessing water fasting will work too but to me that's unbelievable so it's troubling because i've been eating knowing that all I have to do is stop eating to stop having the hot flashes but come on (laughs) I'm still a human so you know I'd be wanting to eat sometimes but it's definitely a good time to fast right now for me um thank you for listening to me you guys I love you please share um and I'll talk to you guys later